2: Space. The final frontier.
1: These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission. To explore strange new worlds. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Engage! Captain Enterprise Enterprise. This is Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Captain Captain Janeway. Captain Siskel. Red alert. torpedoes, fire. The official Star Trek podcast. Engage. Engage. Make it so. With your host, Jordan
2: Hoffman. That, sir, is illogical. And make sure history never forgets. This is
1: Engage.
2: Hailing frequencies open,
1: sir. All right, this is night one of Star Trek Las Vegas 2016. We are here. It's uh, evening time. We're at Quark's Bar. And my new best friend is here because he brought me dinner. I hadn't eaten all day. And James uh, is like, I'm going to In-N-Out Burger. What do you need? I'm like, bring me meat. And, uh... And he did. So, James, welcome to our first of the nightly recaps. James, what is your last name again? It's
0: great to be here, uh,
1: James Morehouse. James Morehouse, who tweets at Enterprise Extra on the internet. That is correct. And is cosplaying right now as Dr. Nichols. Not now, Madeline. <laughs> Plexicorp, voyage home. It's it's a great because he's got like an old Mac mouse and just a cardigan and an I quit smoking pin, and that's the costume. It's pretty simple. You got people here in $1,000 board costumes that they spend all year on, and you just threw a cardigan on.
0: And, it, and it's warm in the hotel. It's very nice. I live in San Francisco. <laughs> we
1: also have Adam Drozen here. Adam, say hello. Hello, Engage <laughs> Podcast. Hello, Star Trek Las Vegas. And you're not dressed as anybody.
2: No, I'm wearing my Eraserhead t shirt, bringing the David Lynch fandom to the <laughs> Trek convention, of course.
1: And you are on Twitter, you're Drozen with a zero, right? Drozen with a zero, you all got right, it. Good. And you are on, we have you here today tonight because uh you are two very dedicated star trek fans you guys blow me out of the water in terms of the ability to um recall the titles i was listening to you guys before and it's like oh well that that one on voyager when you're just like boom the name you just got it season four boom you just knew the one i mean that is a i mean you know that's not a skill that'll get you anywhere in life other than here but uh it's um it's impressive
0: I'm just realizing that is a skill that's not going to get me anywhere in life. Damn. (laughs) But I, but I am good at that. When, when NYU finally gets their act together and has
2: us teach their Star Trek course, we're going to you know, dig in deep and teach, drop some knowledge on the Churins at Tisch School of the Arts. Wait,
1: is there, is there a Star Trek course at NYU?
2: I wish there is.
1: Oh, my god. All right, well, we're going to work on that. So uh, how many conventions have you been to in Vegas?
0: I've been going consistently for about 15 years. Whoa, OK. So is this the uh, early 2000s. I missed a few in there, but it's at least five or six Right now. Okay.
2: This is year four for me, but I'm also a relatively new fan. I only
1: started watching in 2011.
0: That's unbelievable.
1: Really? You only got into it in 2011? I mean, you're a younger guy, but you were still... You were an adult when you got into it. I was. I um,
2: was, for many years, the uh, pretentious international cinema, experimental cinema (laughs) geek. Jordan and I are both grads of NYU (laughs) Film School, and I fill that uh, pretentious uh, role to a T. And once I got out of school, um, you know, this was right when... Netflix streaming really took off, and watching a Godard movie after working it requires a certain amount of mental energy. And I was still looking for something, so seven hundred hours of Star Trek. I started dabbling, yeah. and here we are four years later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's incredible.
1: Well, so that's a nice pivot from from the Criterion Collection to uh, to Tos. Is that where you started? Uh, I kind of
2: started with TNG, actually. And, and the episode where it really clicked for me was not necessarily a well-regarded one, actually. It was Identity Crisis, where Jordy is turning into a glow-in-the-dark neon oh, alien. Yeah. Uh, not generally well-regarded as a great one, kind of a middle-of-the-road episode. But the scene where it really made it happen was where he's in the holodeck recreating the situation uh, based on footage they took at the site. And he's like, change the lighting, change the angle. He's
1: basically editing in the holodeck.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I get this. And uh, it's like the
1: Palma's uh, blowout, but on the Enterprise.
2: Oh, my God. And, th- you know, thankfully we do have people like Brandon Braga who, who go out there and say, yeah, this episode was influenced by David Lynch. This episode was influenced by
1: Polanski. I love that stuff. But, you know, that's funny, that episode, so when... Uh, Jordy is like that. he's kind of like a rock creature, I guess. I don't know how you would describe it. I was just in the merch room today, and you know they got all the action figures that I don't need, and, and I saw that they had that. It was Jordy as the creature.
0: It, it's a blue and, neon lizard, Jordy. Yeah, it's, well, not, it's not a rock. He looks like a rock creature. He's a blue neon. It's a, well, he's gonna—they're he's, they, gonna—he's gonna become invisible eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More more lizard than rock, I would say. I think the key feature of those aliens was the blue veins that yeah, started to. Yeah. Up here. It's
1: like reverse Tron. It was like reverse. So yeah, I saw the action figure and I was like, oh, I gotta get this. I'm like, would you stop? <laughs> like, just, just end it. Just stop. Because I don't buy a lot of stuff, but I like buying the weirdo stuff. And but I gotta stop. It's like enough already, you know.
2: He fits right perfectly on the shelf next to Lizard Tom Paris from Threshold. Yeah, that I have.
1: That that's yeah. my that's my pride and joy. And it, what's so great is that it, it, I bought it here at the convention a couple of years ago. And I don't know if I only paid a dollar, but the price tag on it says one dollar, and it's still in box, but it's bent, like it's just creased and bent. It's like that's what it deserves. It deserves. It was like clearly underneath a pile, of, a pile of crap forever, smushed and smashed, and it's only one dollar. Like you, know, yeah, that's a dollar more than you than you should be. <laughs> The worst episode, the Threshold, the worst episode of all time?
0: I, uh, I, I, no, no, it's not the worst episode of all time. It has some, some general interesting structure. Uh, the worst yeah. episode of all time is, and I'm going to say this, yeah. I will argue with anybody, I, is Voyager's author, author. Ooh. It is completely untrue to character. It's a, it, I, I can't stand it.
1: Photons not be free.
0: Photons not be free. (laughs) I'm a
2: fan of that episode, but I do think a little weird deep cut knowledge that I love about Threshold It's the only episode of Star Trek written by Mike DeLuca formerly the head of new line cinema oh, shit.
1: I yeah i knew that and uh, just
2: uh, he he wrote some weird stuff though he wrote in the mouth of madness for john carpenter so yeah. there's a connective tissue it, right there with thresholds this
0: wow. guy's knowledge oh, is unbelievable <laughs> and he's only been watching trek for 5 years that's it's, it's incredible it's pretty
1: great uh, i think the worst is Anne and Children shall leave
0: actually that is the
1: worst yeah. episode you are correct you win the only thing i was i saw somebody was screaming and yelling about this on twitter uh, it, and somebody reset said, but that was the first
0: time we saw the UFP flag. That
2: was, I literally was about to say, that's the best part and the only worthwhile part of that episode, <laughs> seeing that flag.
0: But the, the shower curtain lawyer is also pretty damn impressive. But yes, actually, both of those are dead last at uh, TrekRanks.com, where I have ranked every single episode wow. of Star Trek. Good
1: for you, man. Um, and and the other one that's that's really rough is um, all the way home. Oh, move yeah, along move
0: home. Move along home. Move along home. Yeah, just Oh,
1: just, just unbelievably <laughs> cringeworthy. But it's got some
0: TOS. It's got a fun TOS vibe to it that it's it not It wants to have a fun TOS vibe, but fa- it's fair. To I mean, it's a bottom 20 episode, but it's not it's not, not it's the not worst. it's not the worst. For
2: all you canonistas, as Larry Nemichek would say, it's the first time we see an alien from the Gamma
1: Quadrant. Do they, true. Wait, the, but, does the he, dosi. but does he say that he's from the Gamma Quadrant?
0: I don't know. Do they? The, and I think that's... The, oh, I, no, no. That's the Wadi. Sorry, the, the Wadi. wadi. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. Whoa. Hardcore. Deep, deep cut. cut. Deep cut. The, the Dosi are the first aliens we see in the Gamma in Quadrant. In the Gamma
1: Quadrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's, that's something. And also... Uh, Kira, uh, the voice, she' saying Alan Moraine, It's is not matter. But anyway, so that's later in the week we're doing the One Trek Mind Live panel. Can't wait. Where we're going to do best and worst. So uh, I'm ready for you to fight me because I think photons be free. You know, earlier today I spoke with uh, Bob Picardo and we, we brought up photons be free, when we were talking about sentient alternate, uh, sentient uh, artificial intelligence.
0: And all of that is, that's, an intell- that's a great part of the episode and a great yeah. theme. Theme, but the way the doctor treats the crew, literally it's it's so vile that when they get home, yeah. they're going to have to have a press conference. That's the first <laughs> thing they have to do, have a press conference. How are, terrible are you people? Obviously, you're the worst people on the in the universe yeah. for the things that you did to this poor. <laughs> I,
2: I'll, I'll say this. I'm a big fan of the mobile emitter backpack, which is kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think this episode really does li- uh, lead credence to my theory that the bullions are kind of sketchy. What do we really know about the, the boleans guys? They,
0: they cut hair, and they're funny. If there's a smarmy yeah. literary agent in the 24th century, yeah. then we've lost. <laughs> I mean, there's not going to be. There's yeah. not going to be. Not in the, this 24th century. There's not going to be smarmy literary like to, agents. There's not going to be
1: any, any any books or anything anyways. Well, listen, so th- these these evening uh, recaps that we're doing, by the way, we are all having a drink. And thanks to our friends at Federation of Beer, we're all drinking... Um, Orion Syndicate Authentic Czech Lager. Really, really nice. How is it authentic in Czech if it's made in... I don't think it's... Oh, it is me. Product of Czech Republic. It is. I take it all back. I'm such an idiot. I I, should (laughs) take these people at their word, yeah.
2: I also, last night, courtesy of uh, Federation of Beer and uh, then courtesy of Andy Fark of Five Year Mission, I tried their new anniversary Golden Triple Ale, which was also very good. Oh,
1: okay, good. So we're having a few of these drinks, but what I want to talk to you guys and what we're going to be doing every night... With these recaps, and we're going to have some fun people. Uh, additional nights, I, I want to know like what was your day like? So uh, we'll go around the room. I'll, I'll start. I'll start with myself, just to let you know. I did get to have a nice uh, about thirty-five minute conversation with Bob Picardo, um, which we recorded for the podcast, and we're going to roll out next week. Uh, with his, he was at the the. Um, table for his um, the organization that he represents which is called the Planetary Society planetary.org uh which Bill Nye is the head honcho and Bob is you know medium honcho and uh it was great i mean he, he the guy really um, knows a lot about, he's a real science enthusiast, he's not joking, I mean, but he was not his whole life, Star Trek really nudged him in that direction, I mean, Star Trek, and then Stargate, and then, you know, he's like, okay, I'm a sci-fi guy now, and then he he started reading about science, and sort of carved out a niche for himself to be uh, sort of a representative of, like, fun science fiction slash science fact, and... Representing this organization and planetary, uh, uh, feder- what's it called? Planetary Society. Society, Society. Yeah. It's founded by Carl Sagan. You know, this is no yeah. joke of a group. Um, and uh, you know, he hosted a panel with some NASA guys yeah. at San Diego, so uh, he really knows his stuff, so that was pretty impressive. Um, that was the highlight of the day, and then it was just seeing uh, some of the new decorations they've done this year, um, uh, including uh, they have some from the Roddenberry Vault, since uh, old we were talking about this earlier, since old uh sketches from the animated series. So there's like a um, mres that's like four feet high, and uh, and the, the 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 Lucifer figure from the Magics of Magus two. Adam's Lucian. favorite all-time <laughs> episode of Star Trek.
2: The most psychedelic, the most counterculture, the most insane episode. It's great. It's punk rock. It's the most punk Trek episode. It really
1: is. There's a moment uh, you're too young to know about it, but there used to be a thing called Fruit Stripe Gum. Of course I know, oh, Fruit, you know Stripe. Fruit Stripe. Gum? Oh okay. yeah. So the, there's a moment where just like the animation just it just starts looking like Fruit Stripe gum and it's like what is this what are we seeing um, I've written about for StarTrek.com I did a hats off to the Magics of Magus 2 a few years ago that uh, is uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll resurface it again but I um, Yeah, so that was there, And also what was very nice, uh, which I wasn't expecting to see, was they put up a remembrance wall for Anton Yelchin. And uh, within an hour, it was already filled with signatures and thoughts. And there were some people that... There was this one woman that was really emotional. I mean, she wasn't sobbing, but she was like, you know, this is... it's uh, it's, It's really a tragedy with him. But it was really nice that they did that, you know, because he's... He doesn't get the most screen time in the new movies, but he's so good. Every moment he's on, he,
0: he just kills it. So, uh, yeah, it's a devastating loss, to that, say the least. Absolutely. It's so good.
1: That, so I think those were the highlights for me. What were the highlights for you? No, on I did day not one? hang
0: out with uh, Bob Picardo today, <laughs> so that's, that's number one. My highlight was actually walking through the uh, 50 Art Pieces in 50 Years yes, uh, yes. exhibition because I'd been looking forward to that for a while. I wasn't able to see it at Comic Con um they've been, we've been talking about it for for a few months now yeah. so i went through it really slow and and took a bunch of pictures and looked at all i mean, some amazing art pieces i really like some of the deep cut ones that have some subtle Trek references that you're only going to know. Yeah, there's few.
1: one that's like of George and Gracie, yeah. uh, but really, really nice. And Cindy
0: are in the background. Yeah. She's shooting. In the, 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 the,
1: but there's a lot, you know, I haven't given it the amount of time that it deserves yet. Like, I want to scrutinize every one of them, but yep. uh, when you do, you walk in that room, it's like, oh, that's that's my new favorite one. Then you walk a few feet, and go, this is my new favorite one. Yeah, so,
0: that's that's pretty much how it was. But I, yeah. Yeah, I spent about an hour in there, so that was really good. Um, Panel-wise, the Eleanor Donahue panel was really interesting with Scott Mance. Yeah, uh,
1: remind the, remind the casual Ella, listeners who yes. Ellen O'Donohue is. She
0: uh, played Nancy Hedford in Metamorphosis. First yes. time she's been to a convention, if not ever in in years. So First she time is, we've she's seen not her. a
1: young woman. This no, is a... but
0: you know she she's been in literally everything. Hmm. She was in The Odd Couple. She was uh, you know uh, either Felix. I can't actually. I think she was Oscar's girlfriend, and in Annie Griffith. And really? Father wow. knows best as a child actor. Yeah. So she's been around. It was re- really interesting. Uh, so, so, just I
1: want to let people know who have never been to the Vegas Convention how it works. So it's uh, the Rio Hotel, which is a, a nice enough hotel, and then they have a, pre- a sizable convention center attached to it. Now there is a, there's a casino here too, which is great because there are people here just going to the casino who are probably just playing the slot and they turn around and there's like oh there's a there's a Ferengi, there's a Gorn, there's a, a Romulan, but uh, they and they go oh it's Star Trek week, okay. But then in the convention center attached. There are these huge vendor rooms where where uh, where Picardo was earlier today at his booth, and you know the cool um, the Mac uh, cosmetics so cool. booth, which was oh, really probably. great. Um, and then there are two different. Actually, this year there are three stages, and pretty much simultaneously there are events happening on each stage. So um, uh, you know, some years it can just be like eventually it's just bill shatner comes out bill like he's my cousin <laughs> bill shatner comes out and he just talks for an hour about whatever the hell's on his mind but then there are more uh in the smaller stage there are more niche uh people that come up and it's actors and actresses but also behind the scenes but also people like who want to talk about um uh you know the influence of star trek on on space technology and whatnot so you know there are these three things happening but then there's also this people just hanging out and just taking pictures of each other in costume and 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 now it's evening having a beer and this pretty large space here. So so that's the scene. So yeah. so tell us a little bit more about that that uh, that panel that you saw. Oh
0: it's just an interesting panel to hear kind of her perspective of the character after literally fifty years. Yeah. And it's such an interesting episode in the way it's shot and uh, the cinematography in that episode is unbelievable. Like some force perspective stuff with yeah. Galileo. Um,
1: and it's a huge it, cannon breach though, that whole episode <laughs> <laughs> Well right? I mean isn't it? No
0: no it all fits it's a it all works. wait how well, are you gonna retcon this? It it works. It? Like, yeah.
1: Metamorphosis has Zephyr Cochrane in it. And he's not
0: James Cromwell. Um, Cromwell. But they look yeah. exactly alike. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, uh, and she actually told a great story about her scarf that she I wore. I love that scarf, yeah. that She hadn't, it was a late ad by Bill Thies yeah. because she had lost weight since the costume fitting. And that ended up being a huge part of the episode when they hold the scarf up and they shoot through it to kind of envision oh, wow. what, the, what the metamorphosis uh, creatures so the cloud, yeah. Yeah, it was it was really interesting. Awesome.
2: My favorite panel was in the smaller theater. It was uh, with Bijou Trimble, John Trimble, uh, Richard Arnold, and another woman whose name unfortunately escapes Sukkot. me at the moment. Sukkot, thank you. About the early days of Trek fandom and early convention culture, it was fascinating. Right.
1: For for the younger people who are listening or people who don't know, uh, Bijou and John Trimble, I, I you can't overstate this enough. They're the reason we're all here to an extent. They, they were the first ones to get Star Trek to have a third season. It was going to be cancelled after the second season and they started the, the letter writing campaign and they instigated it and it got them the third season and even though some people make fun of original series third season, were it not for just the sheer numbers, it had to pass a ther- certain threshold to then be the syndication giant and it was Star Trek in syndication that led it to you know, the animated and then eventually the movie and then The whole thing, so it's a domino effect from there. Um, I met her for the first time last night, and she's a she's a pistol, as they say. (laughs) She is a pistol. She's got she's you know she's in her eighties. She has dyed pink. She's like a a a streak of dyed fuchsia hair. It's bright. Right? (laughs) right, Is that the correct color?
2: It's definitely fuchsia, and I got to say, between her and Iris Stephen Bear, what a power couple.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's somebody else who likes to dye the purple goatee. Robo So what, the, what, what did they um was there anything that you learned at that panel that you hadn't heard before? Uh,
2: not necessarily. They first of all, they just got a hero's welcome, standing ovations uh, when they entered and left, and uh, it was just beautiful to see the fans really embrace them and recognize them for, like you said, being the the, the real core of what is now considered Star Trek fandom, the original yeah. fandom. And uh, yeah, go ahead.
0: And as you know, they also they wrote like with the first you know, reference book in Star sure. Trek history, the Concordance, the Concordance. which, yeah. which <laughs> great name, you know, yeah. such a Star the, Trek us, name. Us older. Guys, yeah. had as kids in the '70s. And, right. They can't uh, just
1: call it the winter. Star Trek book or the Star Trek reference. It's a great name. The concordance. Right. And some, yeah. One
2: guy was like, "I love the compendium, the compendium." This and John's like, "Excuse me, it's the concordance."
1: Yeah. No, there is a compendium. there. Right. Right. That's, right. But That's something deal. else. Yeah. I had the compendium when I was uh, uh, 14 or whatever. That was the first Star Trek book I got. Was I got the compendium, and that really, you know. Uh, back before we had the internet, you know? I had the Star Trek compendium, you know?
2: Here's one thing I did learn. Sue Cobb brought up this story about the early uh, conventions, and one of the guests that Gene Roddenberry would often appear with was the great science fiction novelist Isaac Asimov. And I found out today that apparently Asimov uh, hated to travel and hated to fly. So I thought that was kind of an interesting little tidbit courtesy of Sue. Oh,
1: wow. That's interesting. He, he knew enough about how planes work to say, this is crazy. I'm not getting him one of those. Now, one of the other big highlights was the Mac uh, thing. Now, I do not wear uh, makeup, uh, but, um, and I spoke, I had a, I did an interview with the lead uh, designer from Mac, but uh, you know, there's a there's a, um, it's a, it's a it's a branded thing, and this happens, you know, Star Trek, uh, they have a branded thing right now with Hewlett Packard, right? I mean, these things are good for the brand because it means money, but this is a great alignment because it's really cool. They've created uh, makeup in four different uh, styles. They have the Seven of Nine, the Deanna Troy, the Uhura, and the um, Orion. What's her name? Vilna, v- Vina, Vina, Vina. Um, and uh, but what they have in the room is a giant uh, round uh, structure. That's the. It's basically the saucer of the Enterprise. And they have a ten forward set. They have a TOS transporter set, and they have the Voyager warp core set, and they have these models, who are very beautiful, uh, dressed um, as characters. They have a dude in there, too. They got Data. Data looks great. He's awesome. They had a really great Data in there. And um, it's great. And then uh, Ahura was singing. (laughs) What's the song from Charlie X? Charlie's our new darling? It's, it's, um.
0: Charlie's
1: (laughs) our new darling. (laughs) But what's it called? I have no idea. It's fine. It's called Charlie. So she sang that. And they had a dude dressed as Spock. playing the Vulcan Liar. Did you see this? No. So cool.
0: It I, was great. I it, saw it, someone drew a picture of it. I didn't realize they were part of the Mac. No, setup. they're part of the Mac, yeah.
2: Uh, I, it's so cool. It's so beautifully designed. It takes up a huge a huge part of the vendor's room. There's a little vendor's room edition this year, where yeah. a couple other of the vendors are in a side room, which wasn't last year, because it takes up such a big part of it. But I think it's just great, because you know some young girls are going to see these uh, advertisements with these great caricatures, cartoons of the, of the women of Star Trek. Yeah. And they're going to be like, what is this? And Start getting into it. I think it's wonderful.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a, a cool alignment. And even if you don't give a crap about makeup, it's a great set. And I, I hope they come back every year because it looks great. For sure. The, the, apparently, also I didn't see it. Vina does a dance as another another number. They're doing it you on know, like rotate, like every 20 minutes or so. First Ahura sings, and Vina does a dance. So you just got to sit in there and wait for it to happen.
2: I hope if when Vina does a dance, they have another model uh, in the crowd dressed up like Pike in his slave trader outfit, <laughs> just looking shifty and uncomfortable. I hope that's the case.
1: I went over and spoke. So when I was there, uh, nobody was talking to Seven of Nine, because she's very intimidating looking. Right. But I decided, hey, Seven of Nine, how are you? He's like, I am well. <laughs> and uh, I said, can I, can I take a selfie with you? And I- she's like, of course. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll take the picture myself. And she's like, um, that is, uh, oh, what was the way she phrased it? It was, uh, uh, she didn't say logical, but uh, uh, a very efficient way to do it. Yeah, very efficient way to do it. like." You know, so they really, they didn't just hire a model. I didn't even realize that. So they're in character? Yeah, the they're doing totally in character, and she knew her stuff. Like, she knew how to talk to her. She had the voice down. So eventually, I'm going to go back and try to talk to all of them and, and see. Maybe I'll get a session with Counselor Troy. I'll tell her about my feelings. She can help me work through them. Uh, so, what about tomorrow? What do you got set for tomorrow? Tomorrow,
2: uh, for, 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 uh, 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 One Trek Mind, right? Is so that's, that's Friday. What's the big panel
1: tomorrow that you want to see? I'm not sure. Oh,
2: tomorrow, IDW Comics panel. I'm really yeah, right. excited because yeah, they yeah. have comics legend John Byrne appearing. He's done a ton of Star Trek, but also but going back to the 80s, Fantastic Four, oh, X Men, yeah. Superman, Legend. Can't wait to see John Byrne. I
1: mean, uh, real. I mean, made the best superman comics ever man of steel, yeah, I steel mean, exactly
0: greatest stuff i think tomorrow is tomorrow whoopie too oh yeah i really? think tom- tomorrow afternoon is whoopie oh, uh, first that. ever uh, star trek appearance so that'll be interesting is it
1: really her first ever appearance
0: i think she did a wizard world in chicago but this is her
1: first stretch
0: <laughs> uh, but you know, you know but
1: she's never um uh you know like whenever uh, patrick stewart shows up on the view She'll yap about Star Trek. I mean, she's not like she doesn't talk about Star Trek. She, right. She's very proud of her Star Trek. Uh, um, you know, uh, the one time I ever saw her, I started a screening of, uh, of The Dark Knight, of all things. She sat right in front of me, and I'm um, like, how do you not talk to Whoopi Goldberg? But, like, I just said, oh, I love Guinan. You know, like, that's all I did was talk about Guinan. She was, like, thrilled. You know? I wasn't bothering about Ghost or 25 years on The View or anything like that, so... Um, Anywho, cool. So that's so that's what's going to be happening tomorrow, Um, and tonight it's still fairly early. It's eight ten. Feels a lot later.
0: I can't believe it's it's Wednesday. I know. This is this five day thing. This extra day. Normally this this would be Thursday. By the way, I have a panel tomorrow. I just forgot about it. (laughs) Oh,
1: what the hell? That's right. Of course, number one. (laughs) So James has a whole story oh that's uh chase masterson oh right yeah,
2: yeah. guys lita just took the stage yes. of quarks if you don't understand that <laughs> how the important
1: that is yeah. yeah so clearly we're gonna be wrapping this up soon because i want to check out what chase masterson is doing but um james was on an, an extra on enterprise you won a contest I, right
0: i won a walk-on role to uh be an extra on enterprise and i fired the phasers and my panel is called the fan who fired the phasers oh that's great what time is that uh, 1230 on I'll Thursday,
1: so I'll everybody be, be there. I'll be there. And for
2: anyone who can't be there, go on Netflix and pull up uh, the Vulcan trilogy, Enterprise season four, possibly the best of Enterprise.
0: Yeah, not only are you on,
1: you're on the best episode.
0: Well, I, the, my favorite thing about it is that I'm in the episode with T'Pau. I mean, and I've, I've loved T'Pau my whole life, literally. Who has It's pretty
1: cool. What was that one T'Pau song? Uh, Heart and Soul. <laughs> 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 it can't stop you. It can't stop you. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, that's it for that's so we couldn't wait. That's Chase Masterson singing in the background. Everybody, be quiet for a second. I don't know if these very expe- I don't know if these very expensive play dot it microphones can pick them up. The, the dabble wheel is spinning. The double wheel is spinning. Uh, So that's Chase Masterson, uh, so we're going to close it out for now, but uh, thanks for listening. We're going to do another nightly recap tomorrow with new uh, uh, guests, but if you want to swing by... No, we're going to be back. Yeah, we'll be back, and um, we're going to keep drinking, but I'm not going to bed too late, because I'm still in New York time, and I'm in Vegas, and I'm exhausted. But uh, uh, we're going to also be interviewing more uh, uh, stars, and then next week we're going to have those interviews... And uh, in the meantime, thanks for listening. If you didn't, go back and listen to our interview with Simon Pegg that went up today. Uh, Go back and listen to the one with Doug Young from, like, two days earlier. So good. Yeah, I feel like the Doug Young one is a little overshadowed by the Simon Pegg one. Because Simon Pegg made a little bit of news because he mentioned... And he brought it up. He's like, yeah, what did we do with Carol Marcus? Well, I'll tell you. So that was some news. But uh, the Doug Young interview was good, too. So if you're on iTunes, just scroll back and hit play. It's just a couple above us. All right, we'll catch you, Adam and uh, James. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you, you, sir. All right, we'll talk to you soon.